Hey guys, welcome back. It's Jake. Today we will be talking about something a bit different than usual. We're going to be talking about how all the planets formed and how exoplanets in the future might form. We will be talking about the birth of our solar system. I feel like this is a very important topic for us to talk about because it is all very interesting and good to know. I hope you are all having such a great day so far. I personally find this is one of the most interesting topics of all, so I started to do a little bit of research. I couldn't stop. It is so interesting and fun to learn about. At the end, I will say some of the links that you guys can go to and learn the cool facts I learned. First, we will be talking about how the planets formed 4.6 billion years ago and how it all sprouted from the sun and then the planets followed. The many planets were thought to have formed from the solar nebula, the disc-shaped cloud of gas and dust left over from the sun's formation. This accepted method by which planets formed is accretion, in which the planets began as dust grains in orbit around the central prostar. Here is another theory. Planets form from particles in a disk of gas and dust colliding and sticking together as they orbit the stars. The planet nearest to the star tend to be rockier because the star's wind blows away their gases and because they are made out of heavier materials attracted by the star's gravity. All of the planets except the Earth were named after Greek and God, Greek and Roman god and goddesses. Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, Venus, and Mercury were given their names thousands of years ago. The other planets were not discovered until much later after telescopes were invented. Uranus, the gas giant, was discovered by Sir William Herschel in 1781. Herschel was probably the most famous astronomer of the 18th century. In addition to discovering the planet Uranus, he also observed and cataloged over 800 double stars and 2,500 nebula. The Big Crunch is a hypothetical scenario for the ultimate fate of the universe in which the the expansion of the universe eventually reverses and the universe recollapses, ultimately causing the cosmic scale factor to reach zero event an event potentially followed by a reformation of the universe starting with another big unlike the other planets in the solar system in english the earth does not directly share a name with an ancient rome deity the name earth derives from the 18th the 8th century Anglo-Saxon, a word, edra, which means ground or soil. It became Eartho later and earth in Middle English. The ancient Greeks were persified the sun as a handsome god named Helios. His, astronom- his astronomical pedigree was impeccable. He was the son of the Titan Hyperon and the Titaness Thea. How did earth get its name, you ask? The answer is, we don't know. The name Earth derived from both English and German words, Eartha and Erd, respectively, which mean ground. But the handle's creator is unknown. One interesting fact about its name, Earth is the only planet that was not named after a Greek or Roman god or goddess. Core accretion is the bottom-up approach. Large objects from smaller ones eventually building up to exoplanets, gravitational instability, the top-down method, exoplanets from directly large structures, 
in the pri- primordial disks of gas and dust orbiting young stars. The planet hunting space telescope was still getting its bearings just a few months after launch. When the floodgates burst open, as NASA's Kelper Space Telescope science team was wrapping up a 10-day trial run, they saw something that bordered on the unbelievable. The telescope's first detection of a rocky Earth-sized world outside of our solar system. The planet, a hot, heavy world dubbed Kelper 10b, would be among the early nuggets in coming gold rush of exoplanet discovery, taking us from a handful of planets confirmed to be in orbit around the orbit around the other stars to thousands today, all in all in the space of two decades. Thousands more candidate planet from Kelper await confirmation. In the trial run, we saw already the signal of what could be a small planet orbiting around a star about 540 light years away. Natalie Batala, an an astrophysicist and a member of the Kelper team, told a public radio host about the discovery announced in 2011. This was our first indication oh my god we're gonna find lots of these things we're gonna find lots of earth-sized planets since the first confirmation of an exoplanet orbiting the sun like a like star in 1955 and with only a few narrow slices of our milky way galaxy so far surveyed we've already struck many rich veins in recent Recent statical estimate places on average at least one planet around every star in the galaxy. That means there's something in order on trillions of planets in our galaxy. Many of them are in Earth-sized range. Right now, for the time, for the first time, the small planet are very common, said Sarah Seeger, a, profes- a professor at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, also known as MIT. As an ex and an exoplanet researcher pioneer is it's phenomenal. We have no way to know that before Kelper, we'll just say they're everywhere. We began the search of familiar ground on this planet. Currently our sole example of life bearing world, the need for water is non negotiable. So astronomers searched the cosmos for similar for some for similar environments around almost every normal star including our sun. We can draw a band of potential hab, hab sorry, the right distance and temperature for liquid water to exist. The key of course is planetary surface where the water could pool. Both stars and planets come from many types and sizes and the interplay of these factors determines the extent and influence of this habitable zone a giant hot burning stars habitable zone would be found as at a much greater distance than that of smaller cooler stellar dwarf and if we stick with the plan 
hunting first for what we know, then small, rocky words and our life as we know in the next section. So the ideal candidate is an earth-sized rocky world nestled and comforted with its star habitable zone. Though scientists' understanding of what makes up habitable zone continues to evolve. That's not the end of the story. While the size and composition of both planets and stars are critical to habitability, so is time. Big bright stars burn out far more quickly than their modest counterparts. The The brightest burn for only a few million years, then flame out. Meanwhile, our sun has been shining for steadily 4.5 billion years, with about another 5 billion years to go. At that point, it will swell too, too many times its previous size to possibly engulf Earth and the rest of the inner planets. Previously, um, the first microscopic life forms are thought to have emerged of a billion years after Earth's formation from the dust. Globs and chunks of material that made up infant suns, protolanetary disks, they might have emerged much sooner. But it took roughly about 3 billion years for multi-celled microscopic creatures to begin their mark on the fossil record. A few hundred million years ago could be enough time to produce microbial life, but might be too far. Short time and frame for large animals, especially the kind that begin talking to each other and building radio telescopes. Okay, that's all the time we got today. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I will say some of the links now. If you have any backup questions, you can email me at jdurrant.26 at tarboot.com. The links are https slash slash exoplanets.nasa.gov. That is the one where I talked all about exoplanets and how they formed. The other one is www.space.com. The other one, www.exoplanetsnasa.gov, is another one for exoplanets. And then the final one is www.nineplanets.org slash solar system slash Okay, thank you for listening. See you next time. Have a great day.